conversations to inspire and encourage you today on business, creativity, the opportunities and the challenges of working and growing a business in a smaller market, because we're all in this together. At the young age of 12, Travis was the youngest hero to ever win the Purple Heart for his service during the Vietnam War. At that point, he decided to put his guns down and pick up a camera. His rugged, gritty, guerrilla style is truly unique and obviously something conjured up during his time in captivity. Travis is fearless and never afraid to show a little heart while stepping into the lion's den or while eating a spinach salad. We chatted about how to become a tour photographer, the importance of honest critique, the infamous hustle, personal work, just going for it, and creating every day. Country music. Um, no, uh, right now I am uh, just finishing off uh, a couple of Dan Davidson music videos, and then uh, heading out to work with a country artist by the name of Jess Moskaluk. I'm going to go do tour photography and videography for their tour. She's with. Um, Hunter Brothers, High Valley, and Paul Brandt. It's a big stadium tour. So yeah, that's what my next month is going to be. So um, what is it that you do, Travis? I, in the simple sense, I'm a photographer-videographer. But I like to, I tend to get hired for that and then <laughs> inject my opinion on branding uh, more so. So I, I always feel like... If you're just making content, that's cool because usually that's just what's asked of you. Asked of you, but what I find is a lot of people don't have the big macro picture in mind because they know that they need content, but they don't really have an idea of why or how it's implemented. Because they usually just say, "Well, we need this," and then they give it to somebody that's doing marketing. So I try to think of what the whole project is in a macro way, and then determine what their plan is, say if they're releasing an album or releasing whatever, then how do I fit into that? What tools do you need from me to get um, you know, those, you know, whatever your single out or your album out or whatever. So I kind of look at what the branding has been to date and then how I can fit, you know, my content into that puzzle. So how do you get into this? Uh, out of DIY necessity. So I sang, I was a founding member and I sang in a band called Social Code from 1996 to 2012, I think. Is that right? 2010, maybe? Yeah, 2010. Um, and then, yeah, we basically, everybody, like the band is super focused and driven and we we're all really, you know, trying to kind of uh, make a real go at it. So I learned, I mean, I always had kind of a knack for art and stuff, but I learned the graphic design side of things. And uh, every time we did an album, I always did the cover art or any kind of posters and marketing stuff. So I just worked really closely with the marketing people from our labels and yeah, I just picked it up over time. And YouTube. <laughs> 
So how did you transition then from being um, fronting a, a band and, and living the, the road life, right? And, yeah. and the musician's life into, um, you know, into starting to do this, this client work and starting up your, your own company? Yeah, like I started doing music videos with the last band that we were in. It was called Signs. And uh, we started to kind of understand camera and lenses and that kind of thing. Uh, Morgan Gies, my buddy and I. Um, and then about 2015 came around and our sound guy, uh, Joel Bird, he's, uh, there's another country artist in and from Edmonton. He's pretty big in Canada. His name is Brett Kissel. Uh, Brett was looking for a videographer to go to do their tour. So yeah, Joel just recommended me and I came out and was on the road with them for, I want to think that was two months. Um, and then just kind of cut my teeth into being the, the tour video kind of guy. Um, and then, yeah, that just kind of started everything to be honest. Like, well, I don't want to say that started it, that, that flipped the switch in my head. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I can make money doing this. And it's actually pretty damn fun. So I kind of put that out into the world a bit more. How long have you been doing that for now? So yeah, since 2015. So what are we, 2019? So coming up on four years. How's it been? It's good. It's good work, man. I'm happy. Uh, it, uh, it's the I was just saying before we, we start recording, the, the biggest problem for me is to curb living unhealthy. Like because I'm always on these trips from bands or whoever, and it's like the exciting time of their life. They're we're shooting a music video in Hawaii or we're going to Germany for a tour. So that's exciting for everybody. So there's always beer and parties and stuff like that. Now that's good if if your band does that once a year. But what's happening is I'm jumping from these tour to tour to tour. So I, I'm staying, you know, I'm trying to stay healthy these days. So what's a typical day like when you're on tour? So in that Brett, that Brett Kissel tour, as an example, I was actually running double duty. I was doing backline and helping load every day. So um, bus would get to venue in the morning sometime. We'd, it would be an overnight. So we'd sleep. We'd wake up in the parking lot of the venue. Um, I'd be out in the trailer by 11, unloading all the gear, um, working with whatever the, the local local crew, make sure the stage is all set up, ready to go. Then I would run back into the bus and I would edit photos from the night before so that I could have photos and everything to Brett and his marketing team so that he could start posting when he wakes up. And then um, we'd go, after that was done, I'd go and film content. Uh, we'd always try to get some kind of a video component, whether it be the phone or whatever. Um, and then I'd have a few hours off in the afternoon for dinner or if I want to go shopping or whatever. And then um, right after dinner, opening band starts at seven. So band is actually together backstage. I start filming behind the scenes, B-roll, all that stuff. Take photos during the show, do some video content post-show, uh, and then put all my camera stuff away run back to the venue and then, yeah, basically pack up the trailer again. And I would be the last one in the trailer by about, depends, 12 or one, and then go to sleep and then just do it all over again. So that's five days a week, six days, depending on how many how many days they're playing in a row. Yeah, you, this, I'm, I've noticed that there there is a trend now where most bands, specifically headliners, and, and sometimes opening acts, they always, that you can see their tour photographer, their tour video guy. Like yeah. It seems like everybody, they're, they're the new silent member of the band. So um, if there's somebody out there that wants to start doing this, what would you say? Because you kind of had an inside track, right? Yeah. Um, I look back and I'm like, the reason why... Um, 
the reason why I'm in here is because I was in a band first and, and, you, and basically I got there by recommendation from somebody that was really trusted on the inner circle. Um, and it's easy in this, in this country, like our band had a, had a minute and people kind of, some people know who we are. So it's kind of, that helps. Oh, it's the guy that he went out with Brett Kissel. Oh yeah. He used to play in social code. So I think that helps that that gives a bit of weight. So if somebody's trying to get in from the ground up, um, you know, you played in a band. I would say it's it's the old adage. It's like it's forty percent ability and sixty percent hang, right? Yeah. So you could be an okay guitar player or, or a good drummer or you know a pretty decent singer, but a majority of your day is going to be just hanging out with the band and and building a relationship. And if you don't have that, it doesn't matter how good you are; they'll kick you out. We did it with our band. You know, so that's important to kind of know there's a whole bunch of unwritten rules and kind of uncertainties about the backstage that you kind of just have to know. So what I'd recommend is get in with a local band, get touring with your buddies um, and go for free, man, because they don't have any money. But start working on that relationship. Um, Keep your eyes open and see what. You know, there's a lot of territorial pissing in the back of backstage of a venue. So really be um, cognizant of that. Don't be in anybody's way and just, you know, slowly work up the ranks and then just do great work. So you do your are you primarily yourself or do you got a team? No, I'm just I'm solo. So I I work with a. I did that uh, consciously. I was originally thinking that I wanted to have like a staff under me and that I would kind of send people out. Um, then my job would be less creative and more management. And I didn't really want to do that. So um, I really pushed in my brain and uh, with, you know, my buddy Dan, Dan Davidson, we, I really wanted to get an office space together, just him and I, because we work on everything together with other creatives. I wanted to align myself with other people that were doing things like yourself, like Rob, like whoever else, uh, my buddy Russ, same thing, my buddy Daryl Payne. Um, and all these guys are doing their thing. Morgan Gies, they're doing their own thing. They're independent filmmakers are doing their own thing. And when we have a big job that needs a lot of people, then we pull in, uh, you know, for we do Big Valley Jamboree every year. Russ and my brother's a photographer. We all just kind of come together for that weekend. Everybody does their role and we bounce. If Russ has anything for me. So I find that that's the best way to do it um, rather than having the pressure of keeping, you know, productivity up and and whatever that's just me personally but i don't know everybody's different with that yeah uh how do you deal with the the infamous like and it, it's kind of a the trend where the imposter syndrome but just that fear of like do i really know like what i'm doing like how oh. am i how am i how how why am I here? Why are these people paying me? You know, uh, like I'm just some <laughs> schmuck with a camera, you know? Yeah. Do you get that? Every single day. Every day. I am I go through complete waves of um, yeah, self-confidence out of zero, you know, like um, uncertainty. Uh, yeah, I question, <laughs> I question what I do all the time. How do you get through it? Um, I like to show the my the people that I trust my work. That's that's why I always show my girlfriend. I always show pull you into the office, Rob, and it's important to hear because those people will give real critique. It's not there's not going to be any smoke blown up your ass. So I try to squash my ego as much as I can. I'm try to be willing to take 
uh, any kind of criticism from somebody that I trust, especially when I'm asking for it. Uh, my girlfriend's the first, she'll stick it to me. It's, it, it stings, but I have to just stay quiet, take it in and think about it, you know? Um, cause I think that uh, hopefully I'm getting better because of that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Wife's the same way. I always hate she it does, when right? my wife sees my work. Cause I know it's like, she's going to rip. Cause like they, they have that sense where they know where you cut the corner. Cause you always cut a little corner. Sure, and, stuff, of right? course, like, yeah. and she's like, well, why did you do that? Yeah, I'm just like, like, how could you, how could you even oh, see that? Like, <laughs> just, just, I know, I, I know it's there. Just leave it, let it be. And yeah. I, I can't get by. Why, why would you do that? This doesn't make any sense to me. It's, like, it's oh, the God. worst when she picks on something that you can't change. It's not something yeah. you can ch- change in post. It's just like, oh, I don't like the way her hair is. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I just finished a whole fucking yeah. video. What am I supposed to do now? She's like, mm. she oh. shouldn't be wearing that outfit. It's like, well, you know? I, I. I don't know. She looks good to me. No. Nope. <laughs> like, so how do you, because you're a one man show, there's lots of challenges that come with being a one man show sure there specifically is. like clients. So yeah. um, like, how do you get your clients? Is it just all word of mouth or do you actually do some hustling? At the beginning I was hustling, man. Uh, I was definitely hustling. It's, you know, I, I started doing graphic design before 2015, so I was working with other bands and doing just some minor stuff. Um, but yeah, you got to just keep your ears open. Don't be afraid to do free work. I always say when you don't have work on your table, start doing free, either a personal project or for somebody else. You start doing free, post that up online. You know, everybody's got a sphere of people that they have on their social media. Um, try to be obviously i try not to be a show off on that i try to be um uh i try to just post very uh just trying to be conscious of not looking like whoa look at me i'm in la look at me i'm on tour you know um so i I try to kind of keep it reminding people that this is what i do so when it's the the good thing about uh doing stuff for free is you can do exactly what you want you know, you might have a vision in your head of what you want to create, but nobody's come knocking down your door to pay for that. Oh, there's a huge company that wants you to do a commercial for them. Nobody's knocking on my door to do that, but I want to do that. So self-funding things is 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 kind of crucial. Um, if you want to build your portfolio of working with bands, well, then find some bands and just say, hey, I'm going to come out with you for free. So you can do exactly what you want, but the downside is there's no money. So you know, go work a day job. I would do that. I would 100% work a day job to save up money to go on tour with a band because I know that I want to do tour photography for bands. Right. It's like, it's, it's with a, it's with a goal, right? So yeah. when doing that, the day job doesn't feel like a day job. The day job's actually a means to an end. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was just listening to this uh, interview with a, with a drummer who's been doing it for decades. And he said, he was the the amazing thing about being in the in the creative industry like music or or the arts or whatever is the fact like you get employed by people but when you don't have those people you can employ yourself yeah so it's interesting you do lots of personal work and you've uh, you know I've I've always been I'm always big at promoting that and 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 telling my students and teaching that to people about how important of uh, of personal work is. But you've really inspired me because you take it like to a whole another level. Yeah. So like, what's like one of your? Uh, to, well, let's let's just talk about the death lab. Yeah. Right. Because this is a, this is a this is a personal project. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like okay, so the death lab is a 
uh, a YouTube channel that I've made with my buddy Russ and Jay, Jay Sparrow, Russ Dawson. Um, and it's like, uh, it's a container for all the ideas that people won't pay us to make. So if somebody wants this quirky out of the block, out of the box video, we come with death lab style ideas and it is always too much because it's just, it's, you can't monetize it on YouTube because you get flagged. You can't, it'll probably turn people off because I'm in a dress, you know what I mean? With lipstick on, but we just find it fucking funny, man. It's just hilarious. So what the goal was, was just this creative kind of workout room where the goal is to make Jay and Russ laugh. And then the goal for Russ is to make me and Jay laugh. You know what I mean? That's just the goal is to make one another laugh. So it's it's a, a YouTube channel. We've got 40 episodes. Um, I'd say there's about 10 shows. Um, it's everything from uh, this fictional character of uh, named the Russ Man, who's a wannabe pro rollerblader from the 90s, trying to speak to the youth of today and to guide them into the world. And he has no business doing that. Um, the other side of it could be uh, we've got uh, this guy, uh, Taylor, is a head brewer at Sea Change Brewing, and he comes and just gets completely shit faced and does beer reviews on craft beer. So it's just everything that we just want to have fun with the Internet. So, yeah, that's kind of what it is. What else? What other personal stuff have you been? So the big one is so if, if I look at, um, you know, I'm, I'm really big on setting setting goals in my life. Um, my five year goal is to own a yacht. Nice. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that's what I just start determined oh, a few weeks ago. In Edmonton, Alberta. In Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah, I don't want to sail it. I that just want to own it. That makes it so much better. Do you know how expensive it's, marina it's, costs are? I just want it to be in my backyard. Um, so, yeah. But, um, no, I, uh, you know, I, I work a lot in country music and the people that I know in country are awesome. Um, I'm not... I'm not, it's not in me. The music isn't, doesn't, it doesn't connect with me. So I don't, when I sit down to do a project, I'm doing it for the right reasons because I'm working with people who I really like and we're having fun and we're making cool art. And a lot of times people are letting me push the envelope a little bit, which is cool. But what I really want to do is more just, you know, I would say kind of crazy indie electro hip hoppy music video stuff, really kind of odd stuff. Um, or um, a lot more commercial work. There's uh, a thing we did in the summer. Again, this is working for free. I didn't have much in August. And so I planned a trip. Uh, well, I had an idea with my buddy Jay and these other guys. I had an idea that I wanted to make a commercial for a fashion brand. And I didn't know who the brand was or what it was. And I, through a friend of a friend of a friend, we kind of had a way to get to Levi's, kind of. And so I thought, why don't I just make the craziest commercial that Levi's has ever been? So I want it to be like, what? Some kid made this for free? Who would do that? So I self-funded it. We, I got uh, this band called El Nevin and the Alibi, two guys, Elliot and Jeff. We drove in Elliot's dad's SUV from Calgary to New York straight, which is like 35 hours or something. And we started filming in New York and made our way all through the US. And originally what it was, was a guy running through the American dream, our version of the American dream. But what it ended up being just by kind of random happenstance was these guys were busking on the side of the road to make money because they can't even afford to do this trip that I was paying for. So they started busking in Brooklyn. And all of a sudden I was just like, whoa, this is big crowds of people were coming around. They love these guys. So we do New Orleans at uh, it was Gay Pride right on Bourbon Street. 
again, it was awesome. We make our way all the way through to Los Angeles, busking the whole way. And I was like, well, that's the commercial. So we made a full campaign for them, for Levi's. There's three videos. Uh, there's a whole, there's like 250 photos that we took all along in the desert everywhere. And yeah, right now we're working on trying to get that to Levi's and kind of sell it, sell the idea of a campaign to a, to a company like that, a very Americana company. So it's having a healthy dose of those personal projects is, is kind of crucial, especially if it's helps kind of push you to the goal that you're, you're trying to get to. I don't always know how to get there. I just, I'm always talking about it and complaining about country music, but I'm trying to kind of push in that direction. Why are you doing this? What's the, what's the, you know, I know you said you had a five-year goal. You want the yacht in Edmonton, Alberta, <laughs> but like, why, why? I need to create every day. I love making something out of nothing. I love it. Uh, whether when I was in a band, I loved making a song, you know, um, I, I like painting on canvas. I love seeing a white canvas at Michael's and then like buying it with a whole bunch of paints and turning into something. Um, I like making video. I like going on, on trips with my friends and getting paid to do it. And, you know, I, I'm, I get, I'm kind of becoming, I guess, known as the, the travel guy. I love traveling. Um, and I think I got that from being in a band. And when the band stopped, I was like, oh, I don't get to go anywhere now. This is kind of shitty. Um, but, you know, like this year already, where are we in? End of January. Um, yeah. I've already been to, we're in Honolulu. We shot something. I was uh, just came back from Los Angeles. We did a motorcycle trip through Joshua Tree and Death Valley. And then starting tomorrow, I'm going to tour all of Canada. And it's, I'm just getting known as the, the travel guy, but we're, you know, like I said, bands are going on these exciting trips and they want, you know, coverage. Last year I did Thailand. Uh, we did all through Europe, Spain. Um, for a year before that, we did Japan. Last year I did China. It's just, it's just working out that way. It's cool. How do, you, how do you manage all of your, like your other clients when you're doing that? Because like when you're, when you're on the road for, you know, for a month and like in Canada specifically, like, yeah. How are, how are you managing this to make sure that the people that are existing, like your works are you growing, right? Because once yeah. the tour is over, it's over, right? Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like after March, I've got nothing going on at all. Uh, March 1st, I'm just like right now, it's wide open. Um, yeah, honestly, I've been having a tough time with that. Uh, I think that the one thing that I'm really lucky with is, and what is fantastic about the country community, it's very supportive. So, um, you know, like I sent in, I was in Los Angeles shooting something and I, I hadn't gotten to an email from a client who's like runs a big festival in St. Paul and I'm supposed to be already starting branding his festival, but I haven't started yet. So I'm just like, dude, Keenan, I'm sorry, man. I, I haven't got to this. Do you still need this? He's like, yeah, yeah. And his response was trip looks awesome. All good. Hit me when you get home. So there's support there. They yeah. get it, you know? Um, and I get home and hit him and, you know, give him the content and then he's good. So I'm lucky with that, um, but it doesn't always work that way. So what I, I'm like in a transitional point where I'm basically, I used to do about, I used to do like 90% graphic design, 10% camera work. Now it's completely flipped. It's 90% camera and 10% graphic design. And I'm going to, I have to shrink those graphic design things. I have to take less of those gigs because those are the ones that people need quicker turnarounds. Whereas if somebody needs a music video, they're gonna know, oh, our single's coming out in June, so we should have the thing shot by 
whatever, April or May or something so that I know that I can book in advance a couple months and I can be like, mm-hmm. okay, this two weeks is for this video project, a week for filming, a week for editing. And that's, that's that. But yeah, it's, I'm struggling. And I, you know, what's, what's really interesting and just want to, I want to touch on this a little bit is the fact like you're kind of, I equate you, your whole thing with country music as like kind of like water it's it's sort of something that kind of flowed through and you're just kind of going with it because it's not yeah. really it's very buddhist thing, <laughs> right like yeah. so it's just it, it's interesting that you found this this market that's sustaining you you know quite yeah. well right? it's it's doing yeah i'm doing good i'm happy like i'm like i said the only thing i just don't like about it, i just don't it's the music i just don't connect with that's all but everything else the industry has been great people are awesome like really like some of my best friends are in country music. dan davidson's one of them you know the girls from nice horse like if i stopped work with them today i'd probably still hang out with them tomorrow it's it's pretty crazy so do you have any like um like tools or apps or resources or anything that you use that are just like this is this is like my thing like i need this thing dropbox Dropbox 100%. I know we tried to do something different with our My Home thing, which is not working for me. Uh, Dropbox is it, man. That is like everything. Like my, I have, I work from home and I work here at the studio and everything uh, is just like a hub in Dropbox. You know, like I can access my, all my graphic design files, anything, any branding stuff just on that anywhere in the world. Um, It always happens where people are, you know need a oh can you send me that link the copy of the video again you know that kind of thing i could be on my phone at a gas station somewhere and shoot it out so that's the big one and then the second app that i'm always on is youtube i'm always i was looking at new lights but have you heard of these quasar lights they're like no. big they're big tubes like this they actually fit into kino flow uh, fixtures but you can also pull them out and they're like they're, they they're stand alone? Yeah, and you can just put them on a C-stand. C what? The small one's like, it's two feet. It's like 45 bucks, and the long one is whatever, should, 180 bucks. We got some money for the studio. We should get some of those for studio. Dope, man. And you wrap gels around it. You can get some of them that are tungsten and daylight that they can. Well, you either buy tungsten or daylight, but they're going to get the bi They're going to get the bicolor ones. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it'd be cool to get some of those. That's pretty like, sick. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so YouTube. I'm always watching YouTube and trying to. That's my weakest part of the whole thing is lighting. You know, I always ask you, whenever you have like a lighting setup, come in here. I always just kind of like hover around, going, "Oh, what are you, what are you doing here? How do you got this set up?" You know, because I just don't know. I've I learned one lighting technique, and I've just always kind of done that. But uh, yeah, so that's my that's the weak part of my game that I'm obsessing on right now. So if you could now go back to when you're first starting out and give yourself some advice, like when you're starting out on this this the 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 filmmaker quest mm-hmm. what would you say um my number one thing that i would say that i learned quickly um is don't be afraid to show your personality into things that is the number one thing that i think f- f- you, that new artists and filmmakers and bands and musicians and songwriters do is they tend to write what they think or they tend to create what they think is going to be popular or what they think is going to pay them. And you know what? That lot, that works for a lot of people to have like a video service company or, mm-hmm. or a photography service company. I chose a different thing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like 
be like a boutique. I'm trying to be like, well, when you get Travis, you get his style. It's like it's a collaboration rather than somebody comes to me with like a treatment and says, oh, I want this, 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 this. I, I won't do it like that. If somebody comes to me with an idea and say, hey, I've got these ideas for treatment, what do you think? And then we sit together and create something. And at the end of the day, it kind of fits with everything else that I'm doing, then I'm, then I'm good. Um, the reason why I like that is because it's more fulfilling. You know, I'm more excited to wake up in the middle in, in the morning and, and work on stuff. And uh, I don't know, it's just kind of it's just more interesting. I think that you're not just making the same junk as everybody else. Right. You're putting yourself out there. You know, you're an artist. You should be, you should be doing that, you know? So that's what I would I would say, because I was hesitant at that when I was a little when I was younger. Um, although I did it, but I would probably give myself a confidence going it's because I'm finding that it's working right now so I'm just kind of sticking to it but I would have kind of said hey man you know keep putting more personality in where can people find you travisnesbit.com two t's and nesbit or at travisnesbit on instagram where can we find the death lab the death lab.com or you know it's fucked up right now but uh go to youtube.com forward slash the death lab and d-e-t-h lab but yeah I'm trying to get that's a whole other battle that's the hard part i'll tell you that's for another podcast another episode <laughs> thanks brother okay thanks you did it that's it's seven in the bag man thank you so much for taking the time to listen today please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on any of the channels or if you know someone who could benefit please share the link and let's strengthen our community my goal is to inspire and to encourage the greatness in others, so I invite you to reach out to me via email or social media to keep the conversation going, or just to share what you made today. Have an excellent day.